and the moon and the planets are there and new hopes for knowledge and peace are there and therefore as we set sail on the most hazardous and dangerous and greatest adventure on which man has ever embarked we are in space we are in space with matthew altruda this next segment of this podcast is called not on the radio kind of like astronaut n-a-u-t not on the radio what is the premise of this well it's like all of my other podcasts but when I'm not on the radio, I'm not going to be doing any editing. I'm not going to be looking for verbal fillers. If I say, um, then I say, um, but the reality is this is going to be an edit free podcast. As you may or may not know, I have a live radio show that's on commercial radio that features Michigan artists called tree town sound. When you're live on the radio, you make mistakes and you live with them. It's what makes it so great. And editing podcast sucks. So why would I want to do that? So. Welcome to Not On The Radio, where you can hear me in a podcast in a live format. I am the host, Matthew Altruda. And part of this is also not the glory of having like a AM talk radio show or talk radio show also, but in some aspects, there is stories to be told. And hopefully you want to hear them. Now, it's going to be completely free format. And I'm going to make myself do this, even if I have nothing to talk about, because I want to get in the habit of it. It's good to helps me get into flow of things. And tonight, like most of you, as it being February 25th at 9.58 a.m., I have a wonderful audience tonight, my black cat, Carlos, and my little Rubster, Ruby, on the other couch. They're, per usual, ignoring me and sleeping. But I turned on the news, and like many uh, many of you out there, we are um, completely overwhelmed with what's going on in this world. What's going on in the Ukraine is completely gut-wrenching, and it's horrific. And it's interesting, too, because there's a lot of generations of Americans that are all completely different with the way they feel about this. I've seen stuff on social media being like, like Gen Xers, like myself, um, being like, I grew up with threats and nuclear wars and millennials think they're going to get drafted and like people saying stuff that is just absolutely stupid. And then, you know, my parents' generation that when they were in high school and shortly graduating, their friends were getting drafted in, you know, going to Asia to be murdered in the jungle because someone thought it was a good idea to try to stop communism from spreading. Um, and tons of people died. And my dad didn't go to, didn't get drafted, didn't go to Vietnam. And that might be a reason why I am doing this podcast today, because he got lucky. Um, so I think that's one thing to really keep in mind is everyone is treating this completely different. Yes. Was I afraid of nuclear war when I was a child? I was. Um, I clearly remember as a child in New Hampshire, um, and we're talking 1984. And the reason why I can remember this date is because it was the evening of Michael Jackson thriller was getting released to the world. It was going to be, I would assume on MTV. It was definitely on MTV and it was on like 8 PM 
and like we were all fired up and I was with my friends and I believe we were at our neighbor's house, the Sullivan's. And it was kind of like, uh, there was a lot of parents in my neighborhood, um, many of them Vietnam vets that, um, had kids young. They were all in their like mid twenties and, um, liked to party, but they all had kids. So that us kids would all hang out and our parents would just like drink and party. I mean, who can blame them? Anyways, um, we were getting ready to watch Thriller and on the TV was a, was the news in a show about the threat of nuclear war. And I was, uh, I was probably like eight or nine years old and I watched this and I, it was, it was extremely bone chilling to me. I, my, my family watched the news, but I think they did a really wonderful job of painting this picturesque, uh, nuclear family vision for me. And I was all about, you know, baseball and baseball cards and GI Joe and He-Man and things of that nature. But I watched this show on the nuclear war, which was horrifying and like scary scared the hell out of me transition that to right afterwards being Michael Jackson thriller, which was even more horrifying, like how he turns into the werewolf. If you haven't seen Michael Jackson thriller, then I'm really sorry. You need to have some self-discovery. You need to watch it. Yeah. It's kind of cheesy. It was old, but keep in mind at the time, um, like I was watching like Batman cartoons, boom, pow. So like Michael Jackson turning into a werewolf was I almost use the F word. Do I want to use the F word on this? Um, yeah, I will use the F word in this podcast, but I'm not going to use it there. You know what I was saying? It scared the shit out of me. So I understand what nuclear war is like. No, I don't. But I know what it's like to be scared of a nuclear war as a child. And I don't think that, I think that gives me a different set of viewing what's going on today. I mean, I'm, I am a little triggered with it, what's going on with Russia. And I remember the Soviet Union being dismantled while I was in grade school learning about it in live history. But what's going on in the world today is not, it's different. And it's, if only it's just going to bring the world more together and we're seeing it really unfold before our eyes. We are a species that, I mean, had the pony express like motherfuckers were on a boat crossing an ocean with like a scroll rolled up to like deliver a message. It took like months, years, like time moves slow. Now, I mean, we're seeing people Facebook live from ground zero. We saw a tank today drove drive over a car in the Ukraine because some fucking kid driving a tank who's Russian is jingoistic and hell yeah, war USSR and just swerves and runs some old man over who didn't die. They rescued him. Um, thank God. But there's a lot of people dying right now. Um, and I don't even, I completely <laughs> lost my thought thinking of that dude getting run over in the tank. Okay. But if you notice, like we saw that, the world saw it, like instantly, like, like you could see the ripple effect from that moment, from it being videoed, from it being on the internet. All of a sudden I'm watching on Twitter or yeah, I'm watching on Twitter on my phone and like everyone is. Putin, countries across the world, like everyone is seeing this. 
I mean, the media knows how good a war is for television. It's like everyone, it's a Friday night, it's 10 o'clock. I mean, there's COVID, I'm not going out. That's beside the point. There are like hundreds of millions of people, more, like maybe a billion, like watching the news right now, seeing what's going on. And the reason why we care is, well, one, it's, you know, true reality TV. And we have already showed as a species how much we love it. And secondly, it's what's being shown to us. Trust me. What's going on in Ukraine is absolutely horrific. And Putin is a madman and all of that. But do not be fooled to think for a second that this is not going on on smaller scales all over the world. And the reason why we care about it so much, um, well, we should, honestly. It's like, um, it's like a Frederick Douglass quote. He's like, why are the slave masters afraid of having their throats slit? It's because they deserve to have their throats slit. It's just the way it is. That's why they're afraid of it. And there is people all over the world right now, I mean, just doing atrocities and it's absolute genocide so many places. We are very in tune with what's going on with the Ukraine right now because it's very similar to our way of life. You know, that could be us with our kids in that house in the Ukraine. And a lot of us feel that way and it's we're brought to it and it affects us monetarily too in a billion different ways from their exports of wheat um, and Russia's export of wheat to iron and ores to a lot of technology things. So um, people are saying we need more sanctions on Russia. Like, let's take Russia off SWIFT. Let's get them off the banking system. Dude, like people in Germany need natural gas from Russia so they can heat their house. Like Europe is completely dependent on Russian fossil fuels. I mean, another reason why we want to get off fossil fuels so we can, those countries cannot rely on that, but everything's connected. You take Russia off of SWIFT, it's like, how are we going to pay these people? And so it's a very intricate balance. And the downfall of this is a madman from a long time ago, former KGB, wants to restore the glory of the USSR. Um, and maybe that's similar to these idiots in America that are flying Confederate flags. It's like, why the fuck are you flying a Confederate flag? Like, they don't even know why. It's like, uh, because they lost a war in a few months and were traitors and wanted to have slavery. Like, that's the most ridiculous shit ever. If you are flying a Confederate flag, I mean, you're a traitor to your country. Don't ever say anything to me about the Declaration of Independence and oh, I have the freedom of speech. No, I mean, you don't. And well, I guess you do, but I mean, it's, well, I mean, let's face it. The, the world's going to be a better place the more connected we get. And like, you hear the saying like, Two wars of two countries have never gone to war against each other that both have McDonald's. 
And like, that's not true because Russia and Ukraine both have McDonald's, but they used to say it was back in the day. And we're getting more and more connected with cell phones. When you saw people in Russia, like protesting what's going on and wanting peace, that is incredible. During the Cold War, there was like six people protesting and they went to jail forever. We're watching in China people protesting. And I like to think that there's a possibility that we're going to age out all these people very soon. And this world could very well possibly fall into the hands of millennials and younger and people that see the world in a different place. It comes back to the old theory of, you know, you want to change the world. It starts in your house. It starts how you raise your kids. It starts with how you talk to your kids. It starts with how you treat other people around your kids. If you want your kid to be a racist piece of shit, then it's up to their parents to teach them to be a racist piece of shit. <coughs> I don't have COVID. I'm just coughing. Taking a sip of my Bells official. This is not sponsored by Bells. And I don't condemn drinking, but I'm having a beer tonight. It's Friday night. I'm recording a podcast. I'm having a beer. Anyways, I can't drink on the radio. And this is not on the radio, so I can have a beer. Besides the point. Like I said, it starts in your home. My son has never had any racist thoughts in his mind because none of us do. I have pronouns in my bios and everything else on social media. And I've had friends who are my age being like, why do you have he, him? In, why do you have that in your Twitter bio? And you know what? It's because they don't understand. And the reason why I do is because I'm learning to understand. And I do understand but it's all about listening. It's not about saying how it should be or how it was or what it is. It's all about listening and understanding how people feel and making changes to be compassionate because you care about them. If someone tells me they want me to refer to them as she and they want to be a woman now, fucking fantastic. Be happy. I don't, that's great. I also don't, I'm not worried about what video games you like or what TV shows you watch. Like you do you, be happy, celebrate it. But that doesn't, that's not what's going on in the world everywhere. Cause we have a extremely old way of thinking that is, it needs to die out. It needs to age out. So I know there's a ramble and I had to get that off my chest in some aspects and it is infuriating what I'm watching, but what I'm seeing unfold before our eyes is the world is getting more and more connected by the second. And it's, it's unfortunate that a lot of the, you know, it's, it's just unfortunate. We can't do more. You know, I, I'm sitting here and I feel hopeless and, and I have way more hope than everyone in the Ukraine. And I, 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 I want to do something, but I can't. And I'm happy I feel this way because, you know, I care. 
I, I know what it's like to be a scared parent with a child. And it's the worst fear ever when you're feeling for your child's safety. It's the worst. It's to the point that you don't even think about yourself anymore. And you could argue that you lose part of yourself, you know, because you're in survival mode. And most importantly, you're in survival mode for the people you love. You're like, it's, you, you know, you don't eat. And I've never been to any extreme that those people are facing, but I've had plenty of, I've had a journey to say the least with my son. So what can we do moving forward? I mean, you've heard this a billion times. Like we need to use our, we need to use our voice. We need to try to do our best to educate people and have them understand. We need to, and continue to do what we are doing and doing as much as we can. All right. That's not on the radio. And maybe that's it for this segment. What do you think, Carlos? Cats are asleep. Oh my God, it's already 17 minutes. I don't even know what I even said. I'm certainly looking forward to listening to some music tonight. I don't think I'm going to turn on the TV. Might go to YouTube, but... I've been watching crypto videos lately and I don't feel like doing that either, even though it does make me happy that there's a lot of positive things going on um, with not being on the legacy system, as you can see. All right. Everyone have a good week. We might be back tomorrow. Now on the radio, we are in space with Matthew Altruda. We are in space. We are in space.